This is the Regular Pastor Podcast, a podcast devoted to regular pastors and regular churches. My name is Landon Coleman. I am a regular pastor at Emanuel Baptist Church in Odessa, Texas. This is season four of the Regular Pastor Podcast, and in season four, uh, we're talking about books and ideas and trying to think through the day-to-day ministry of regular pastors. The book I want to talk about today is a wonderful little book titled Seculosity. The author is David Zoll. Uh, This book is published by Fortress Press out of Minneapolis. It's published in 2019. The book is 211 pages. There's about 15 pages of endnotes, so uh, most of it is actual book. Uh, The layout is pretty straightforward. There's an introduction, there are nine chapters, and then there is a conclusion. Let me tell you a little bit about David Zoll. He was born in New York City, and he was raised on the East Coast as well as in Europe. Zoll graduated from Georgetown University in 2001. He served in a parachurch ministry for about five years, and then he started Mockingbird Ministries. Uh, Zoll is now serving as the director of Mockingbird Ministries. He's the editor-in-chief of the Mockingbird website, and he is the co-host of the Mockingcast podcast. Zoll serves on the ministry staff of Christ Episcopal Church, so that gives you a little bit of an idea about his denominational background. He's married, and he has three sons. He has authored several books. Uh, One of those books is titled A Mess of Help from the Crucified Soul of Rock and Roll, Uh, Another book is titled Law and Gospel, A Theology for Sinners and Saints. And then another book that he's written is titled The Gospel According to Pixar. Uh, Let's talk about the big idea, the overall summary of this book. Survey after survey reports the same big macro trend. People today are not as religious as they used to be. Many people are still willing to identify as spiritual, but few uh, people, fewer and fewer, are willing to identify as religious. So affiliation with specific denominations is decreasing, and actual church attendance is decreasing. So the experts agree on this. Generally speaking, we're becoming less religious and more secular. However, Zoll says this, On page Roman numeral 7, the religious impulse is easier to rebrand than to extinguish. As a great insight, the religious impulse is easier to rebrand than to extinguish. Our religious impulses have migrated away from church buildings toward a number of what you might call secular pursuits. So rather than looking for salvation in a particular religion or a faith system or denomination or a church, we are now looking for salvation in what Zoll describes as, quote, everyday pursuits like work, exercise, and romance. Many secular people would just bristle with what Zoll is saying here. They would just bow up against it, and they would insist that they are not religious people at all. But that disagreement between what Zoll is saying and how many secular people would describe themselves is a a disagreement that's largely rooted in a misunderstanding of religion itself. Some people focus on the external trappings of religion, and they say, well, I don't go to church, I don't hold to this theological position, 
But really, Zoll notes, it's better to think about religion as a controlling story. You might even use the term a worldview. Everyone has a worldview. Everyone operates according to some controlling story. Now, traditionally, it was religion that directed that story vertically towards God, and it helped us make sense of our lives horizontally here on earth. Increasingly, modern people are directing that story horizontally towards earthly pursuits. So we may not agree on the definition of religious. What does it mean to be religious? Zoll says maybe we just need a new term, and the term he comes up with is seculosity. Seculosity. Secular and religiosity. It's a catch-all for a type of religiosity that is directed horizontally rather than vertically. It's directed at earthly pursuits rather than heavenly pursuits. So the traditional expression of religion is waning, but Zoll is arguing in this book that seculosity is alive and well, and it's actually on the rise. So here's a few important ideas from this book. He talks about secularism and religiosity, and he says the rise of secularism has not diminished the religious impulse in human beings. Studies and statistics are clear. Secularism is rising. Religion is disappearing. People don't want to identify as religious. They don't want to affiliate with a particular church or denomination. Church attendance is on the decline. All of that's true. However, Religion is alive and well. And Zoll says this on page Roman numeral 8. Religion is not merely that which explains the inexplicable, but the lens through which you sort the data of your days, rank your priorities, and focus your desires. This is small r religion. This is the worldview that everyone has and everyone lives according to whatever their particular worldview is, whether that's a religious worldview or a secular worldview. So secularism is rising, but that doesn't mean that religion, little r, small r religion, is going away. People are just directing it in different directions. One of the things that I think is really helpful in this book, an idea that Zal teases out, is the idea of religion and enoughness. Enoughness. Religion, Zal says, is what we look to and depend on for our enoughness. Enoughness is an idea that we associate with success and happiness and body shape and wealth and influence, desirability, intellect, goodness. Naturally, all people will have some sort of benchmark, have some sort of standard or measurement for vindication. How do we know if we are measuring up, if we are enough? When we measure up in a certain area, we feel a sense of fulfillment. We feel a sense of peace. The problem is all our horizontal efforts at enoughness fall short. They just don't leave us feeling like we're enough, and they always leave us with the feeling that we've fallen short just a little bit. Zoll makes the point that this pursuit of enoughness is intimately related to the idea of righteousness. So he says this uh, on page Roman numeral 16. He says, enough only makes sense if there's some kind of line demarcating it from not enough. It implies a standard of some kind, end quote. Righteous, the word righteous might sound churchy and rigid. Enough might sound like a kinder alternative. Who wants to talk about righteousness? We just want to feel like we're enough. 
In reality, Zal's saying the difference is negligible. Human beings are seeking righteousness. They're seeking enoughness. They're seeking to live up to some standard. Your standard may not be a religious one. It may be a secular one, but everyone is seeking to live up to some standard. Maybe we are seeking mass approval through social media. Maybe we form an in-group and we demonize those who aren't in our in-group. Maybe we turn earthly pursuits into some sort of ultimate cause, whether that's politics or agendas or whatever. Maybe we allow religious expression to take over secular activities and we become slaves to seculosity. We take our secular activities, our earthly pursuits, we infuse them with religious significance and meaning, and ultimately we're slaves to our own seculosity. The last idea that I think is really helpful in this book is all connecting our seculosity to the concept of grace. And basically he says grace is the only remedy for those who are enslaved to seculosity. We have a tendency to find our identity and our value and our purpose in the things that we do. And that's so dangerous because we're never able to fully arrive at a sense of enoughness or righteousness. And what we need is grace. We need enoughness and righteousness to be given to us from outside of ourselves. My favorite quote, uh, or a couple of favorite quotes, comes from the part of the book where Zal is talking about how religion has moved from Sunday to every single part of our lives. It's moved from one day of the week into the entirety of our lived experience. And he says this on page Roman numeral seven. This book sets out to, uh, this book sets out to look at how the promise of salvation has fastened on to more everyday pursuits like work, exercise, and romance, how it's making us anxious, lonely, and unhappy, A few pages later, he says this, if we used to go to church once a week, we now go every hour. It's exhausting, to put it mildly. And he's just making the observation that our pursuit of enoughness and righteousness has been moved out of the religious realm into the secular realm, and it now infuses everything that we do. And rather than having a a religious part of our lives on Sundays— This pursuit, this pursuit of self-enoughness, self-righteousness, self-justification, self-salvation, self-sufficiency dominates our waking moments. And as we fall short, it's exhausting, absolutely exhausting. This is most basically a worldview book, and I think that's the ministry takeaway of what Zal has written here. Everyone has a worldview. You ought to be aware of your worldview. You should not fall for the lie that secular people don't have a worldview. They do have a worldview. You also shouldn't fall for the lie that secular people can detach themselves from religious expression and puritanical devoutness. They can't. It's only going to be redirected, and that's going to be dependent on the worldview that they adopt. Everyone has a worldview, and this book helps you think through the importance of seeing that everyone, including secular people, live according to a controlling story 
or a worldview. I don't really have any critique of this book. I found it extremely helpful. I understand that no book on worldview can cover it all because it's such an expansive topic, but I think the book is solid gold for what Zoll is trying to talk about and the issues he's trying to address. Goodreads tells you that the rating of this book is a 4.29. I gave it a solid 5, no questions asked. Who should read this book? I think Christians uh, should read this book because Christians today are tempted to think that secular people aren't religious. They are. And this book, Seculosity, helps you connect the dots between worldview and religious expression, even amongst people who claim to be secular people who don't attend church, who don't think of themselves as religious. I also think secular people, uh, people who would parrot this line of I'm spiritual but not religious. I think they ought to read this book just to help them uh, see that they do have a worldview and that worldview functions as a religious filter in life. So that's Seculosity by David Zoll. The subtitle is How Career, Parenting, Technology, Food, Politics, and Romance Became Our New Religion and What to Do About It. Thanks for listening to the Regular Pastor Podcast. You can subscribe for weekly episodes wherever you tune in. Follow me online at regularpastor.com. Find me on Goodreads by searching for Landon Coleman. If you've got a book recommendation, I'd love to hear it. Landon at emmanuelodessa.com. You can shoot me an email with those recommendations. Until next week, this is the Regular Pastor.